0: This
1: is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Bro,
2: look like gang bangers, working the local 7-Eleven to you.
1: Robbery, homicides, take it. Give me all you got! This and- Give me all you
0: got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me.
1: A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Welcome back to One Heat Minute. My name is Blake Howard, and joining me once again uh, is Stu Coot from Geek of Oz, podcaster, Sydney film buff, man about town, man about, <laughs> often man about town. And we are here back for the second minute of Michael Mann's 1995 film um, The opening minute, Stu joined us, but I couldn't I couldn't just tease him. I couldn't just wet his whistle with uh, simply the emergence of a train and the beautiful Elliot Goldenfall score, which we discussed. Well,
2: in, in fairness to me, the first 45 seconds is a black screen. So I, I got, <laughs> this became the, the heat 15 second minute
1: podcast. Was... <laughs> well, I'm going to let you spot what heat is coming around the corner. Guys, here is the second minute of Michael Mann's heat. Can I just say, what a freaking cast is in this movie. Oh. <laughs> like, it just goes... Look, and this is 1995 Tom Sizemore, folks, right? He did have Saving Private Ryan coming up in his resume. This wasn't, you know, whatever it is, celebrity rehab Tom yeah, Sizemore. Yeah, this is network. before we can <laughs> confirm or deny that
2: people were taking daily urine samples of Tom Sizemore on the set of Saving Private Ryan. Right. Exactly. Based on to, for his contract, but...
1: Uh, Wes Studi, oh my god, Dennis Haysbert, Ashley Jardamy-Brenneman, um, just, just thick, thick cast. Um, McKelty Williamson, um, oh my god, uh, what is his name? Uh, I might have to quickly go back as we're, um, as, as in, in sort of slow-mo as we're looking at this. Um, but you've got, you've got, uh, I want to say Buffalo Bill. Ted Levine. Ted Levine, Ted Levine, ladies and gentlemen, Ted Levine. How, how do you get a guy like Ted Levine into your film as and well? N- at this and time? not
2: a very Ted Levine perform. Like he's a, It's a strange performance from him
1: as well. Like it's, it's a great. performance. Yeah. Ted Levine is one of the most outstanding character actors I think I've ever seen work in film.
2: And a chameleon for a guy who oh. has his look. You wouldn't actually pick. Like he looks very different to how he does his Buffalo Bill in it's this. Like, like it's the long hair, the beard, just. Does something a lot changes his face completely?
1: Yes, and he's yeah. So right now, just to recap, if if the if the golden score and the train moving in doesn't work, we literally come up into the train station. This quite futuristic, strange that, bulbous. That's train the thing station. that hits me. We get our first on the
2: actual train itself. It says that it's Los Angeles. Yes, on the like to where it's headed. Yes, um, so that gives us our first clue that we actually are in LA. Apart from because. As we said in the first minute, there was nothing really there to signify you're in LA. There's not the Hollywood Hills or whatnot. Um, but yeah, that train station. And again, it's like... Because it's got that like semicircle with the blue light. Yeah. Again, it's like sort of man's eye. You go... You probably look at a train station... A million times and not see it as anything special but in the right light you go oh it takes on a completely different meaning it's like a blue mushroom yeah
1: it's like growing there at night yeah but it, <laughs> like if you saw it in the day it was probably just some gaudy <laughs>
2: steel structure and you go oh who why would we ever have this here but he manages to find something quite pretty in it in the wee hours of the morning what because what what time do we think it is worth like it's what 3 3, 3 a.m
1: i think this the way that i'm thinking of it is it's the first train of the morning yeah and i i love in like a secret extended man universe that maybe this is the same train with slightly less panic that Tom Cruise is already dead. On exactly, yeah. It's... <laughs> I love that that potential in a, in a sort of interconnected man universe. And like that, out of time that ties. If you think of like the start of
2: Collateral, Collateral starts with just Tom Cruise walking through an The airport, uh, the airport. similar to how we see De Niro here, yes. gets off the train, walking down. Different. It's telling when you look at Cruise v. De Niro as performers. The shot of Cruz is more of a rock star walking through going, I'm I'm coming into the man world to play, yes. and I'm gonna go on to be this sort of rock star performer. Whereas De Niro, it's a tighter shot in on his face, probably maybe he a wants bit to, more he, unassuming He wants like... to escape
1: notice. Neil yeah, Macaulay yeah. is a character, he's, he's wa- a ghost. He's a ghost. He walks yeah. out of that train station, he's extremely observant, even in the quick seconds that you see. He's taking a measure of his surroundings immediately. He walks out of the train. He measures up. He's copping exits. Yeah, he's looking. He's, he's looking for tails. Two glances. He's copped the exits. He's checking for tails. Yes, yep. he's, he's looking for outliers of behaviour in just a second. You and see you that. know
2: he's he's sat at the front of the train, but the exit he wants is at the at the end of the platform. Yeah. So he's walking. He's looking. He's checking the side angles.
1: Yeah, he's he's done. And I get the sense that he's done this trip before several times. So yeah. probably at all times of the day. <laughs> yes. Like possibly even at this time of the day. Yeah. He's de- I. I feel like he's done this before this trip. He's he studied the timetables. He would <laughs> he would have been sitting there going through with the like the with highlighter
2: the and the pen and going yeah. which one is which way. He's probably come from different platforms to get there,
1: different stations. Yeah, so he's he's done this before and you just see this absolutely I mean, I I'm just going to I'm uh, we're we're going to just sort of briefly let this play out on mute, so we can watch it again. As you said, the Los Angeles, the Ashley Judd. This is kind of peak Judd um, as well. Mikelty um, Williamson has done a f- you know a bunch of fantastic man performances, particularly as Don King. He's done mm-hmm. Don King a few times. Wes Studi, straight off the back of Last summer, he gives mm-hmm. uh, an outstanding performance. Ted Levine, as we said, this is post. This is post. But even if silence. we
2: take it there, we only have one train. This is, he's a lone wolf. Yes. He's one man by himself, (laughs) one train. It's, he's got his own direction that he's going. There's nothing coming back the other way. Because in my eyes, the, the other side of the train, the other, the track, other, like the platform going the other way, that's the police side. Yeah. They're asleep. Yeah, nothing's happened. No. They're not out of the station yet. No. Nope. Cuz the crooks have started first. We already started off. So they've gone in on their they've gone in on their angle yeah. when the police wake up, they'll be on a train and <laughs> come back out the other way. That's how I This is early early symbolism from there. It's the two teams. You it's,
1: said in the first episode it, that this is, is just <laughs> room 237. <laughs>
2: like I don't know if he had anything to do with faking the moon landing, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if you look at that dome, <laughs> yes. that looks a lot like it's, it's moody. But yeah. I like like that is a that is a beautiful shot. Just the symmetry
1: of that shot is, yeah. is, is gorgeous. And in the darkness, this big blue emerging um, sort of, and it even looks like a crane. This metallic structure, blue, and it's that soft, and it's just characteris- characteristically man. You see that color; he's drawn to that. I don't know whether it's that sublime lure or something like that, but he's got that there. And again, another another cast member just at this shot, this is a minute and 42 seconds, is William Fichtner. Mm. What a, isn't he a powerhouse? Later on, kind of replies, a similar role in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Well,
2: and that's what the re-watching heat, there has to be an influence on that. Has to. But we also start, this feels like, it's interesting. Dark Knight starts with the preparatory, tep- uh, preparatory steps for yes. the heist. Yes. We, we get to there probably about four seconds before the heist kicks off. Yes. This feels like, heat feels like it starts maybe... Hours before. An hours before. Hours. But as a magician, we're not even seeing the preparatory steps before this. No. Like, this is the kicking off of the heist. Yes. So we haven't even got to where the planning phase is had, for the planning phase. They've had that. That's planning. been done already. It's already done. So, But it's just an interesting way that I find, because I liken Nolan to a lot of blues, blacks, and yep. steel colours, yep. like, throughout his filmography. Yep. And same for man. Man plays, like, in this scene, again, it's the steel, the blacks, the blues that he's doing. They're yep. very um, masculine colours they mm-hmm. they're but there's a coldness to to his character. Yeah, very cold. At the heart.
1: Very cold. And then, so we, we'll we'll hit play again. William Fickness' name comes up. We're at about a minute 45, 46. Natalie Portman. This is post-Leon. Post-Leon Natalie Portman. She yeah. just comes straight out of her, bursting onto the scene. Uh, and she comes in. Diane Venora's Nat- name has already been up.
2: Oh, as I call her in this, Natalie, can't you tell I'm really acting Portman?
1: We might get to that. Here we go. Um, we see De Niro's face and then I I, I love that there's sort of a perfect... There's one perfect shot here. There's one perfect focus. But even in the seconds all the way to the second minute, he's out of focus. He he does not want to be seen. So for a second, just to establish that this is a character that we are about to start following, you get this, you know, this perfection of, oh, crap, Bobby De Niro. Yeah. And then no, it's not Bobby De Niro. He's no, there's no Bobby De Niro in his face. That's None. Neil Macaulay for me. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I've watched this, I'm like, of course it's Robert De Niro. It's an, there's an inescapable legacy that comes with uh, uh, the gravitas that he can bring to a role. But in this moment, that's Neil McCaulay. It's the hard lines of Neil Macaulay's face, that goatee, that business goatee, that I want to be blending in from second... from. Second, one hundred and twenty. <laughs> basically, yeah, in this movie, he's establishing a very, a, a very sort of chameleon man.
2: It's an interesting look. He's a man that you don't, you don't approach. You no. let him do his business, and if he came to you and tried to get past the door that you're guarding, you'd probably let him in because he's not. He's, he doesn't he, look overtly threatening. No, but he doesn't. He's very be, clean. Yeah. Clean. And again, it goes back, I think, throughout this, is the discipline of him. He's got it right there from the from the
1: get, the way he, pre- he presents himself. And so, we're right here. We've been introduced to the man. And it's like, from this very second, it's like, this is a weird movie already. It's already weird. Why am I being introduced to Bobby De Niro just like any other train passenger?
2: And... Why isn't the film starting? Why are not we come out of the credits and he's getting off the train? Yeah. Why have I? Why have you? Because it's part of the sort of it's part of the magic trick. Yeah. I've made you look at a train. Why? Why? Why am I looking at this? I'm, okay, I'm watching this train pull in, and while that's happening, it's a distraction from the fact of who's on the train. He yeah. could have easily have set this film like Collateral starts yeah. with just Cruise coming through. Yeah. I know Tom Cruise. We know De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, that's that. That's De Niro, but he doesn't. He just. It's going to just wait. Let it kick in let the score kick in it's um yeah let him just like you say blend into the with the other passengers it's a yeah, it's a it's a hell of a second minute as a <laughs> as a follow-up to the first minute the sequel is almost like you it's couldn't, out of you, control you couldn't write a better no like because he even got the train right he he, got, he was able to recast the train from the first minute seamless and it just went straight in it was like, it was like they're on tracks so it was phenomenal it,
1: wow Wow, and you wonder how he got the train at the same time as well? Exactly like how, how he how he linked it up. It's a it's a, a masterclass. This right there. this is bulletproof for uh, honest trailers. They yeah, this is no, and no, second. There's no way those two trains happen, and, and a massive surprise—the no. twist ending. This is like Empire Strikes Back. De Niro gets <laughs> out of the train.
2: Oh, what a shock! Oh, I, just, I But you're right. The look of him is phenomenal through this. Like yeah. it. Oh.
1: There's and, and it's like it's the most. Perfect thing because it is Descript man. Like, how would you describe him? Well, he's probably 5'9". Brown hair. Yeah. Goatee. Goatee. What else?
2: Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, maybe, uh, possibly... Italian, American, maybe, maybe South American. I didn't get a good look at him. Yeah, I didn't get a good look at him. Did any tattoos? No. What was he wearing? Oh, he's, something grey. Yeah, could grey, maybe green. What, what, was he a mechanic? I don't know. He could. Have, was he? Was he an ambulance? I don't know what he would <laughs> What time was this? Oh, it was quarter past four in the morning. What? Do you, it was the first train of the morning. I, I just woke up. Did he do anything to you? No, he just walked past. Well.
1: Thanks. We're in the middle of LA. Where do I start looking? I love that. Needle in the haystack. Exactly. The perfect needle in the haystack. And now, you've got to come back for more. I'm, I'm, I can, can I just sit here and watch the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, can, I just, can we just do a regular heat podcast? <laughs> you can be back. You yeah. will most certainly be back. I, I'd love you're, to. You're most certainly going to be back. But we are now, we're at the end of the second minute. We're right in. And even, I think... For me, what has excited me about this podcast and what's excited me continually about *Heat* and what revisiting it is that even in two minutes, there is so much that's done in this movie. There's so much that, and my wife, bless her, um, who refuses to ever be on this podcast, um, is sick of how many times I can pick up a detail in this and be fascinated just with something, exactly what you said there, the... Why the hell am I even watching a train emerge in Los Angeles? Yeah. Particularly, it's even more that this is an LA crime story and pretty much was billed as an LA crime story. Why why do I even care? And then he comes to De Niro and he just looks like there's not it's not a Bobby De Niro like his hair's slicked back to perfection as we've seen in Goodfellas Casino like this that. It's kind of a bit more of a relaxed look. It's it's a it's a very clinically cut goatee, but it's such a needle in a haystack thing and just that even that, 2 minutes. And you're already fascinated with the tradecraft of man bringing this character to life and De Niro, you know, embodying him um, in the script. Fantastic already. Does his character
2: from Deer Hunter grow up into this, really? Well, you know, we
1: we talked about Chris Nolan and I I thought, like, I'm only bringing it up because you, I think that Chris Nolan, because of Chris Nolan's bleakness, I think that Insomnia is Chris Nolan's sequel to Heat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Big time.
1: yeah. Just going. This is what happens when someone loses. Burnt out.
2: When you're beyond burnt out. Beyond burnt out, and he's
1: and he's lost his most formidable foes. He's not going to end well. Yeah. That's Chris Nolan going. That's like a prize fighter going to the end, and he's going to get. Guess what happens to prize fighters? They don't ride the glorious chariot out of the stadium. They go out on their back.
2: Yeah. As a punchy. (laughs) As a punchy (laughs) out of shape. Punchy out
1: of shape. Went
2: on for too long. Now before we before we wrap this up, there's one thing I why I say because I've done the deep dive. This is what happens. In the opening minutes of uh, The Dark Knight. Yes. When the Joker is waiting on the corner. Yes. Straight down the street at about midway up the screen. Do you know what's there? What's there? A train.
0: <laughs> and I think it's a homage back to <laughs> That's, the elevated I,
2: rail in Chicago. I am seeing yeah, it's, yep. but that. What he, even though he said it in Chicago, what he's really saying is... There's a little wing to Michael Mann. There's a little like as he's all signature. This
1: ain't a wink. This I, is a big have you, and I've a never big heard, wet sloppy kiss. I've never heard Nolan come out and refute that. But he just knows deep down. That's, that's a Neil little McCauley's on that something. That's train. a little heat. There's a little there's a, he just as an artist, he just paints a little bit of heat there in the corner. I'm not saying like I'm not gonna say anything about the grey overalls. No, exactly, Joker exactly. exactly but it's all coming to <laughs> worlds are coming together <laughs> minute by minute. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Minute 2, Episode 2 of One Heat Minute um, with my special guest, Stu Q. Um, he'll be back on Minute 3. Thank you for listening to One Heat Minute. Uh, One Heat Minute is produced by me, Blake Howard. Special thanks to our guest this episode, Stu Q, who is at Stu underscore watches on Twitter, or you can find him on geekofoz.com. Special thanks to Paul Davies for creating our music theme and Garth Franklin for website design for our website, oneheatminute.com.